Amen. So good to be back. Amen. We miss every one of you. But today, uh, I come with a heaviness in my spirit because I think today, God wants to speak to us. You know, today is a very humbling message, especially for me. Uh, I've been wrestling with it, you know, ever since uh, my son, Jabez, called it out in my life. You know, I didn't even know that, that. I want to talk about something that I think that is very important for the people of God. I want to address something that I think that we may not know it, but sometimes, right, we as parents, as leaders, we use shame-based, shame-based leadership. Amen. I want to talk to you about shame. Amen. Is that okay? You know, again, uh, James, Joshua chapter 5, verse 2 to 9. Let's, let's read it real closely. And, you know, I don't know where I will go today, but, but I believe that the Lord wants to bring inner healing. Okay? Everybody say, praise God. Joshua chapter 5 verse 2 to 9 uh, I want to apologize first that Normally in my messages right, I will give your devotions Let me try to do it by Tuesday So that we can pray it I am titling today's message Hero away your reproach mm. Hero away Come on everybody say Hero away your reproach Joshua chapter 5 verse 2 and 9 At the time the Lord said to Joshua Make flint knives for yourself And circumcise the sons of Israel again The second time So Joshua made flint knives for himself And circumcised the sons of Israel At the hill of the foreskins And this is the reason why Joshua circumcised them All the people who came out of Egypt Who were males all the men of war had died in the wilderness on the way after they have come out of Egypt. For all the people who came out have been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness on the way as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people were men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed because they did not believe the voice of the Lord to whom the Lord swore that He would not show them the land which the Lord has sworn to the fathers that He would give us a land flowing with milk and honey. Then Joshua circumcised their sons whom he raised up in their place for they were uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. So it was when they had finished circumcising all the people that they stayed in their places in the camp till they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, This day, everybody say this day, I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal to this day. Amen. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 and 12. Don't worry, I, I know what some of you are thinking, huh? Pastor is going to circumcise us. No, no, no. Uh, let's thank God for the New Testament. <laughs> Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 to 12. For in Christ, all the fullness of God he lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. 
He is the head over every power and authority. In Him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when we were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with Him in baptism, in which you were also raised with Him through your faith in the working of God who raised Him from the dead. You know, the scripture says before you bring an offering to the Lord, you got to make it right with your brothers and sisters. Am I right to say that? Amen. And I, I just can't help it. But today as I stand before you, before I can even preach the message, I've got to make it right. And the first group of people that I want to make it right is to my family. To my wife, I've used shame-based leadership on you and I seek for your forgiveness. To my firstborn, Adora Lee, because she's the firstborn. How many of you know that the firstborn, we make a lot of mistakes? <laughs> Amen. And, and in my quest of raising her up, I, I, I reacted and, and all of us have an inner child. Do you know, not know that? All of us. And if that inner child is not healed, it will come out in our leadership. It will come out in our parenting. And, 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 and Adora, I'm asking you to forgive me, Abby. I'm asking you to forgive me, Jesse. I'm asking you to forgive me if I use shame-based parenting. And my baby, Jabez, I seek for your forgiveness. I, mean, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I feel that I have got to make it right. Amen. Uh, I, and, you know, the next closest group of people maybe would be my staff. You know, again, staff members, I, I seek for your forgiveness if I've unknowingly used shame-based leadership on you. To the leaders and to you wonderful folks at Tabernacle of Joy, precious people of God, I seek for your forgiveness if I allow shame to come into my life and put you in a spot. Every one of you are precious in His eyes. Everybody say Amen. Would you pray right now for me? Would you pray and ask God to help us, Father? In the name of Jesus. Come on, just leave your voice. Help us, Lord, Father. We come before you, God. Lord, I'm aware and I recognize. Lord, I recognize that there needs to be a deep healing that needs to occur from the inner man. God, I'm aware, God, first thing of every true healing, God, begins, God, with awareness. God, I'm aware what damage I can do, Lord, and I'm asking God for forgiveness. I'm asking Jesus, God, that you heal me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, speak to us today. In Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. You may be seated again. This is a very unique 
service and I really want to talk about what is a reproach. You know, reproach is anything that degrades, shames, blames, embarrasses, disgraces you. Sickness is a reproach. Failure is a reproach. Lack is a reproach. Disappointment is a reproach. Abandonment is a reproach. Whatever does not promote enhanced life but degrades and relegates, it is a reproach. Whatever makes a person feel that life is no more worth living physically, socially, spiritually, financially, academically, professionally, is a reproach. Whatever makes a person wish to die is a reproach. But God says, no more reproach. I say again, God says, no more reproach. Come on, everybody say praise God. Again, life has its ways and, and, and most of us here have been victims of reproach. We, we, we don't even recognize it, that, that most of our motivation and, and be, you know, I, I was just realizing that, that, that every one of us here has an inner child. Come on, everybody say amen. There are some things that have not breezed off yet, especially how we were parent. And I'm not saying that you should put your blame on the parents. Come on, everybody say amen. Wave your hand at me. But, but, but it may be because of the fallen man that, 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 that from the first Adam and all have seen and fallen short of the glory of God. And we were raised up with, with parents with good intentions, but nevertheless, they are trying to provoke us because there are times we do not know that, that we are doing this. And, and, and shame is one of our powerful thoughts. Amen. It is shame that triggers us. It is shame that pushes us. That's why at times, you know, in order to, to, to get our children moving, we use shame. Amen. Come on, everybody say amen. Because, because, folks, listen to me. That's how the fallen man has been raised. Amen. amen. But I'm here to tell you, the scripture says, despising the shame. Jesus Christ did not want that operating system called shame to grab a hold of us. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You see, hear me now. Shame is a powerful emotional emotion of disgrace caused by a strong sense of guilt. You experience Shame when your guilt moves from knowing you have done something bad to feeling that you are bad. Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, many people misunderstand guilt versus shame. Amen. Shame focus not on what you've done, but on being ashamed for who you are. Feeling that you are basically defective causes the deepest sense of unworthiness and a constant fear of abandonment and rejection. That's what the power of shame does. Shame releases fear. And God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. 
So if, if you live your life under this fear-based personality, you are not operating under the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I hear a big amen? <laughs> Come on, wave your hand at me today. Amen. I, I'm calling out <laughs> shame today. You know, I, I, I want to share something with you. I, I think it's so appropriate that I share it. You know, I was sitting there, you know, in a cushion and my wife asked me, have you fed the dog? <laughs> have you fed the dog? But, but suddenly I got triggered. And I did not give my indoor voice, I give my outdoor voice. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I, I know you guys are holy people. But at times I feel as your pastor, at times I feel at home. And I, I raise my voice out. You know, you know, just defending me. Amen. Come on, everybody say amen. amen. Have you all done that before? Come on, agree with me at least. You know, that, 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 that's an outdoor voice coming out and, and my son have to call it out. Dad, chill, chill lah. Small matter. Chill lah. And I'm wondering, yeah, why, why did I react? You know, that, 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 there are two ways when, when, when we have to deal with the flight response or maybe both ways we also respond. It's either fight or flight. Amen. And we have to be very careful. You know, that, 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 you know, it's okay to feel guilty for things that you've done wrong. Amen. Just because you are a mistake doesn't mean you, you made a mistake doesn't mean that you are a mistake. Are you with me? But sometimes in, in, in my quest of being a parent, I realize that I'm trying to relieve an emptiness within me that I did not have that inner peace because God has not healed me, that inner child within me yet. And, 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 and there were so many fears that, that motivate me. Anything that is powered by fear is not of God. Amen. Because the, the, the secondary emotion of, of fear is what? Anger. Amen. And, 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 and we lose it. And, and the Bible says that, that, that the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. And you see the story of Adam and Eve. Amen. They partake of the forbidden fruit. And he was realized what? He became naked. Many of the scholars believe that Adam, when he had a walk with God, glory came out of him. There was this glory that, 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 that Moses, the kind of glory of God, that, that Moses, when he went up to the, 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 the mountain, you know, to get the, the, the tablets, and, that when he came out, and there was this glory that came out. When he came down, there was this glory, and, and, and that glory, uh, uh, he has got to put a veil so that the people can still talk to him. And I believe that the first Adam and Eve had that glory coming out. The glory of the Lord, not the glory of man, the glory of the Lord. And when they sinned, that glory disappeared and they recognized that they were naked. And they hid themselves. Amen. And that's what the scripture talks about, the flight. We hate ourselves. We are so afraid to letting people know who we truly are. That's why in small groups meetings or, or things like that, we, we become very, very conscious about how we expose our vulnerability. Amen. 
Or there are times where, where we fight, you know, we, 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 we just fight people. When people point out things, we just fight because we were defending our worth. Shame points to the fact that you are unworthy. Amen. Amen. And therefore, the trigger is always the shame, not the fear, the shame. The trigger is the shame. What are you ashamed of? Amen. There are times we, we, we are frustrated as parents. We want our children to get good results. Come on, everybody say amen. Amen. We compare our children with each other. Ah, why this one, right? This one, right? Ah, this one, this one, this one. Come on, I've done that before. Come on. Eh, come on, all you parents, wave your hand. We've done that before. And then, out of our good intention, we are trying to provoke works. <laughs> but at the same time, shame-based parenting is painful. And I've realized this. Hey, where's, where's AV? Suddenly she's gone. <laughs> okay, I'm looking for AV, okay. I want AV not to ever doubt that daddy, mommy, grandpa, peppy, nana will always love her. Nothing you do will separate them from the love of God. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, I want this church to recognize one thing. We will always love you. I want this church to have grace-based discipleship, not shame-based discipleship. Are you with me here? Wave your hand at me. I want grace-based discipleship, not shame-based discipleship. Because how we disciple somebody, you impart whether you like it or not. You may give the right knowledge, but your attitude towards that individual, your attitude towards their child. Because if you are not here on the inner man, if you do not have the spirit of adoption, you have a bondage to fear. That's what Romans chapter 8, verse 15 talks about. If, if we put fear in them all the time But the Bible says perfect love casts away fear Hallelujah. I'm not talking about the fear of the Lord yes. You know I'm not talking about that But sometimes we shame them into their survival instinct Amen You know some of you don't get it But, but I'm going to tell you After owning a dog I can tell you one thing I can see the dog having a fight or flight instinct Amen. Sometimes it depends on what kind of breed of dog that you have. Sometimes the dog will flee, but sometimes the dog will bite you. And it is based on fear, aggression. Oh Lord, help us. And some of us, because of trials in our lives and we have not resolved that, that, that hurt, or it's a misinterpretation of, of what was done to you. You know, sometimes the interpretation keeps spoiled. That's why it is very important that we communicate, we, we, we model uh, to seek forgiveness from our children. Amen. Uh, let me say that again. We, we need to show our children what it means to humble ourselves. You know, what, what does it mean to humble yourself is you seek for forgiveness because the children know that you're not perfect. Thank you for that overwhelming response. Every time there's an egoistic, oh, if I say, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I got a signal, I, I provide for them, I, I do this, you know, and I do that for them. Uh, to seek for forgiveness, you know, wow, it's kind of hard. It is important because it's the right thing to do. It's important because you are humbling yourself and you can get healed in the midst of seeking forgiveness. 
Amen. Everybody say, praise the Lord. I, I hope you understand me that I, I fear for myself and I, I constantly battle with this thing called shame because there are some unresolved hurts that I rose up. Especially when, 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 when you, you, raise, you were raised with, with, with high performers. <laughs> Amen. Like my parents were, were, were uh, my dad was a teacher and he wants me to perform well. And I always remember, you know, my, 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 my uh, mom say, uh, you know, in Hokkien, they say, Bolo Yong. It's called Bolo Yong. You know, which means good for nothing. And, and, and those words each in my spirit that I begin to have a drive. You see, you see we're going to talk about that again. You know, that shame has two coins that we need to look at. Either you become aggressive or you become passive. Either you fight or you become flight. We're going to uncover that. And when, and when I realized that, 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 that I have to be very careful to, to walk in faith and not allow fear to control me because the spirit of fear is powerful. Shame releases that fear in us and we will go around trying to prove to everybody and anybody who stops your achievement, you attack. <laughs> Amen. You trigger them. I'm going to expose trigger points today. Amen. What triggers you? Because if you can find your triggers, you can find hope. Because again, we want to destroy all the triggers today. Come on, everybody say amen. Amen. Because I don't want to trigger. Because you know what? I try to keep it buried on the inside. But, but your secrets will always have a way to come out. Whether you like it or not. If there's unresolved issues in your life, the secret will always come out. Because we human beings are like T-Vags. Put us in hot water. Everything come out. We try with our willpower. But it's the flesh. Flesh cannot please God. Flesh is, is, is not powerful. Flesh is flesh. Flesh is very self-defensive. And most of the time, we become defensive. We defend our worth. We defend not being rejected. We, everywhere we go, we defend. Everything that we do, we operate in the operander thing called suspicion. Instead of trust. Amen. Are, are you with me here today? You see, why is this important? Because at the end of the day, I really believe that for us to walk in a place that God wants us to walk, we need to deal with this thing called shame, reproach. Otherwise, we will always be held back. We will always be paralyzed. We will always step, go back to square number one again because somehow or other, we don't believe that God loves us with an everlasting love. We disqualify ourselves just like the woman with the issue of blood. One of the, 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 the penalties of you with an issue of blood is they cannot come to the, the temple. And it is the temple that, that, that we encounter the glory of the Lord. And many of us, we disqualify because of our past. We disqualify because, uh, you know, I'm just a defeatist. Uh, you know, some of us may, may, may live a hypocritical life because that's your general operational mode. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, God knows it all. Everybody say praise God. You see, in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Amen. 
want you to understand something. Fear and shame are kissing cousins. <laughs> they stem from harsh parental discipline and degrading attitudes in the home. Whenever we feel the pain of shame, we also experience the fear of worthlessness. Amen. The fear of rejection. The fear of punishment. The fear of isolation. Amen. So what does that look at? Like a child. As a child, I don't really matter to anyone. I'm a bad person. Then as an adult, why try for that job? I won't get it anyway. They live in passivity. Then as an adult, why try? Uh, sorry, as an adult, fear of rejection. If I let them know I care, they won't play with me. As an adult, nobody really nice would ever want to marry me. You see, all those things that we play, there are inner voices that goes in our head, that inner child that has not been healed, that, that when you don't get that hug for your parent, that when you don't deserve it, you, you feel like I have to earn my approval from my parents. I have to earn my approval. I have to be a yes man. And, 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 and that will haunt you. And, and whether you like it, you are looking for approval in your life that somehow or other you did not get it. And then you force it. Or you know, I, I've heard so many times young people say, when I grow up, I don't want to be like my parents, but they look like exactly like their parents. Because there was no inner healing that has been done. That's why God comes to bring healing. And this God, that's amazing God, He can go back in time to heal those areas of your life that when you were abandoned, no longer you are abandoned. I can go back in time. I can heal your broken heart. I can bring a resolution. I can bring, come on, everybody. I come to bring. I come to take and roll away your approach. Because you no longer have a dysfunctional family. You no longer have a dysfunctional father. You have a heavenly father who loves you. That's why the scripture says, Oh, when you pray, pray our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Because your father may have failed you. Your father may have shame-based you. Your parents may have shame-based But I'm here to tell you that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind that you have a heavenly father that loves you unconditionally, that watches you from afar and say, I love you. With an everlasting love. If God is for me, who can be against you? You are my beloved child. You are my beloved child. Nothing you can do. Oh, nothing you can do. Once you are, you bear my name, Jesus Christ. You are always my child. Once Ali, always Ali. Whether they do whatever. <laughs> Unless they change their surname. <laughs> but, but that's how God looks at us. I don't care what kind of trials. You know, I love this, the scripture. Brother Sam, he says, God is spirit. They that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. You know what it means? He sees it all. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He sees all. So you don't have to hide. Why hide? When God sees it all, you just come before Him in spirit and in truth, in integrity. God, when I sing that song, you see some of us are singing that song. You're worthy of it all. But sometimes we feel like we, we, we are hypocrites. Hello? Because, because I don't think he's worthy. Because if he's worthy all, he, he may be worthy of my obedience, right? 
You see, you're worthy of it all, oh, but there are areas in my life that I'm not worthy yet. So you know what? When I look at that, that, that song that I sing, I say, God, make it to a place one day that I can say, you're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. Yes, yes, you are here today. I'm saying, don't leave this place because God loves you. God knows exactly where you are at and He never stopped loving you. Shame says, oh, only you do certain things, then God will accept you. But I'm here to tell you, He come to remove our reproach. I'm here to tell you, He come to remove your reproach. He, he, he didn't just die on the cross, He removed your reproach. You know, I, I don't know about you, but this, let's go back to the story about Joshua leading the people out. 430 years in slavery, 430 years abuse, 430 years of degrading, 430 years of mistreating. They treat them like dirt. They treat them like, like a piece of, 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 of rubbish, slaves. And, and, and 40 years because their generation did not believe they had unbelief. They couldn't enter the promised land. But there were a group of generation that God is raising up. And this generation, oh, this generation, I say again, this generation, you have to be circumcised. You, you need to let the things of the flesh go. Amen. If you all want to go into the promised land and you want to enter that, that glory, there are some things that the preaching of the word of God must do. And first of it, we, the people of God, needs to address sin, and it is. But nevertheless, we address it not in a judgmental way, but because we love you. We need to speak the truth in love. Are you with me here? Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. True father's love have to address the issue, but how we address the issue matters. You may be right, but you're doing it with a shaming spirit and we have to be very careful we can be so right in fact there are some debates that i refuse to get myself involved because it draws out the evil side of me and we have to be careful because the holy spirit is not a shaming spirit let me say that again. The Holy Spirit is not a shaming spirit. It brings conviction. It draws us into the presence. It drives us to the presence of God. So let me talk a little bit about shame, okay? We're going to talk about the two sides of shame. I'm going to deal with, I, I'm not sure whether they're going to do it as a table form. Yeah, how do I see shame operating in my life, okay? All of us are, <laughs> have an operating system. That means how we operate on a daily basis we have values we have systems i don't know whether you know that but we do have and we can disguise them somehow or other okay so let's talk about the fight systems okay fight response fight huh? fight response not flight the fight response superiority we attempt to be better than everyone else in order to try to convince ourselves we are at least as good as they are. Superiority is the smoke screen behind which we operate. That means they become judgmental. Judgmentalism. They push people down in order to feel good. Oh Lord, help us. Amen. On the other side, the flight response, inferiority. 
We feel beneath everyone and there is no motivation to attempt to improve ourselves because all such attempts would only result in failure. We allow no one the opportunity to reject us because we have already rejected ourselves to such a degree that there is no capacity within us to experience further rejection. Wow. Two ways we can operate. Can you see this? Either you are doing a fight response or a flight response. Then we move on to control. Okay, when we are having the fight response, we must be in control in all interaction, feelings and personal behavior at all times. Control is our foremost defense strategy of shame. Amen, control. Amen. Sometimes I ask my children, am I a control freak? They say, yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. I'm like, oops. Well, we want everything to be in order to be controlled. Amen. Okay, and here comes another flight response, passivity. We let everyone walk on us. We stand up for nothing, etc. We fear to voice our opinion or disagree. Doing something that would attract attention to oneself is terrorizing thought. You let everybody walk on you. You believe that, okay, you know what? As a Christian, we let everybody walk on you and you feel lousy about yourself. You, you, you don't even have the freedom to think. Freedom to decide. Anything that forces and rob away your freedom is manipulation, is a spirit. Because even God doesn't control us like that. Amen. Amen. Are you with me here? Is this okay? I, I want you to see areas in our lives. I'm going to uncover it. Then perfectionism. We must always be right in everything we do. This involves a measurement that is always being imposed upon self and others. The fear and the avoidance of the negative is to organization principle of life. Everyone must live to up to an externalized image. Of course, no one ever measures up. Amen. Come on. You just want everything to be perfect. When I join my family, I hope I have family no problem. The Bible says this. When you get married, you got problems. You don't want problems, don't get married. That's what the scripture says. You don't want problem? Don't get married. You say, Pastor, after I get married, I got problem. Welcome. From far away. You and you look at me, when, when, when we are loving each other from far away, you cannot see my moves. You cannot see my moves. But when you come closer, I have 53 moves and counting. Far away, everybody looks beautiful. <laughs> far away, oh, she's so good. But then you leave them for a while, then you see all the true colors come. I see your true colors shining true. Amen. Okay? So again, you know, someone says, uh, I'm looking for a perfect church. <laughs> uh, uh, if you're looking for a perfect church, don't join it because when you join it, it no longer becomes perfect. It could it be that the reason why God didn't give us a perfect church so we can practice forgiveness? Amen. You know, let, let me say something. Forgiveness is never the fair one. Some of you think, oh, it's not fair, not fair. Jesus putting him on the cross wasn't fair at all. Come on, everybody say, somebody's got to pay a price one. Forgiveness is somebody's got to pay a price one. Amen. That's why you release the person, the debt. Amen. Because you know what? You don't need to owe me an apology, brother Sam. I already forgiven you before you come to me. I release you. From that damn of owing me an apology. That doesn't mean that he doesn't need to apologize to me. Yeah. 
But I release you. You don't have to. I release you. Because in my mind, I already forgiven you. But not fair. You want to be fair? Then you don't understand grace. Amen. Some of us, we are holding grudges on our children. Say, not fair, not fair, not fair. If God were to do that on us, how? Not fair. On the cross, I was humiliated. Not fair. I was a perfect man. Not fair. I was God in flesh. That's why when we see the cross, amen, it needs to remind us, life is not fair, but God is faithful. God forgives us. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Amen. Then we move on to defeatism. Amen. You know, the other flight respond. We convinced that we can never do anything right. So why try? They walk around putting their head down. Why try? They become a victim. Why try? Hope purifies, but they don't have hope. That's why they don't even try. Because they think that I'm going to lose anyway. Why try? That's what shame does. Shame also does this. Shame brings blame, which is a fight response. A fight response. Blame. Blame is another defensive cover up for shame. When things don't turn out as desired, someone else must always bear a fault. Oh, I see this a lot of my times, you know, every time. I see this, I do this to my wife all the time. <laughs> uh, why the dog behave? Oh, you lie, you lie. Yeah, the dog behave this way, you lie. Even the dog can ask the blame. Her. You lie, you two sides to him. Yeah. You know, I, I see this always in myself and I realize, oh, this is a, a symptom of what? Shame. Amen. You see where I'm going with this? You're there. No? Hello? You're awake. You know? I come back. Amen. Let me tell you something. Because if we do not remove shame, we cannot move to the next level, which is glory. Because when we go into the presence of God, we are withholding back because we cannot. We cannot allow ourselves to enjoy the presence of God. We cannot, because if shame, listen to me, Joel chapter 2 verse 25 talks about, you know, he will restore us. But before he can restore us, he must take away your shame. Then we read in the prophecy that we claim in Joel chapter 20, I will pour out in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. If we don't address shame, we will never be the place that God wants us to be. Are you with me? Yes. Come on. Amen. Amen. Our visitors are saying amen and I won't judge people. <laughs> Come on, everybody say praise God. Amen. Listen to me very carefully. God told me this. God spoke to me in the morning and I was shocked. Do you not know that you are the best secret in Singapore? The best kept secret in Singapore. I was, huh? Who? Who teaches home Bible study like we do? Helping people come to a realization of the whole entirety of God's story. And we will walk that person. We are not into big, we are into quality. We are into, at the end of the day, he must increase and we must decrease. You hear me now? Who does that? I, 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 I just thought about it. You know, I say that the reason why is because there are many reasons to our a reproach. And I'm going to address some of this reproach earlier, later on. Come on, everybody say amen. amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, we are the best secret. We are the best kept secret. Amen. 
Oh Lord, help me. Okay, we can either blame or we can self-blame. Okay, everybody say self-blame. Regardless of what it is that has gone wrong, it must be our fault somehow. We see ourselves as the one at fault for everything. Oh, every time when you want to quarrel, when you talk to your wife, maybe you don't want to iron things out. You say, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm the one. I'm the one always wrong. I'm the one always wrong. You are right, you are right. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You are right, I'm wrong, you're wrong. Because you're just so tired of fighting. But let me tell you something, ladies, listen very carefully. When you take the man's role out, when you keep on telling him that he's wrong, he fails to lead you anymore. And when he cannot lead you, you are in dangerous ground. Because look here, you know what? There is a proper order. We're going to talk about the glory of the Lord and hair coverings and all those things on Tuesday. Because it's not just about the activity. It's about order in the house of the Lord. It's the glory of the Lord. Many people never experience. Listen very carefully to me, to pastor right now. There's a difference within presence and there's a difference within glory. Don't mistake on this tool. Uh, listen, okay? They walk with Jesus. So... Jesus is with me. Yeah, yeah. But in the transfiguration, he unzipped himself and they saw glory. You remember the story? His disciples said, whoa, he began to unzip. You know what unzipping yourself means? It means that God reveals his majestic power, his, 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 his awesomeness. And the only thing that you can cry out is, holy, holy, holy. Many people stay in the presence, but they never experience glory. You know why? They are afraid of glory. You know why? Because they want to self-rule. They were invited. Moses said, come up with me. Come up with me. Let's go see Jehovah God. Uh, Aaron and all them say, you know what? You go yourself, scared, scared. You know what? It's just like us, as us in the 21st century. Oh, you know what? I don't want to get so involved. La. I, I just want to get, just, just get safe. I, I just want to make it. When, when you walk into glory, you will never be the same again. Uh, you know what? Listen, would you marry somebody? I say, you know what? I just want to just stay married. No need to be so lovey-dovey. Can you tell me what's the minimum requirement of getting married to you? If, if Sean were to tell that to me with Adora, uh, uh, Pastor, Pastor, uh, can I just get married to uh, uh, Adora and stay married with the bare minimum? Just to stay married. Oh, I'll tell you, Sean will be a different person because you'll see the glory or maybe the wrath of Pastor. <laughs> Amen. You hear what I'm saying? You know, they could have experienced glory and they'll be changing. Just imagine the whole team coming out with glory coming out of their faces. Amen. If the whole entire children of Israel were to get into the mountain, they'll see glory and the whole nation will be a whole different nation. Because it's the glory that changes us. That's why in our life, in our walk with God, we come for presence. Presence don't change us. Because when you leave this place up, you still feel like, hey, things haven't changed. I still carry my reproach. I still carrying all these things because you haven't met the glory of the Lord. And then shame prevents us from the glory. That's why he took away, he rolled away our reproach so that we can come into the presence, so that we can be changed in his likeness. 
Everybody say praise the Lord. You, you see what I'm here to tell you. You see that, that, that if, if, if we were truly to worship God, amen, if we were to be worshiping Him in spirit and in truth, and it's the spirit that, that we have that cries out, Abba, Father, God's spirit is in us. He's not somewhere out there, He's in us. We need to release that spirit to do what the spirit's supposed to The spirit of the Lord leads us to the glory. Don't settle for presents. The children of Israel settle for presents and they always have an idol. They call that golden calf. They had the present, but they had no glory. Amen. Oh Lord, help me. Because of the lack of glory, the lack of the glory of the presence of the Lord, that's why the people can have an idol. And you know what the Bible says? They have sounds of war. They have musical instruments. There was a loud noise when they were building and come. My, my greatest fear is that we focus too much on the musical instrument and we settle for presence, but we don't settle for glory. Because it's the glory that consumes all of our weaknesses. It's the glory that consumes all our sin. It's the glory that changes us to a holy group of people. Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. Then, then again, you know, when, when you operate in shame, sometimes you deny others of the five freedom, full functional as a person is dependent on the power to perceive, to think, to interpret, to feel, to want, to choose, and to imagine. A shame-based lifestyle refuses to allow these freedoms to operate in others freely, fearing that they might come to conclusion different than ours, which we would consider as rejection. Amen. This is so important because when you're ashamed, you don't let the person have a freedom. Amen. A freedom to be what God wants them to be. Amen. You push it down because anything they do that doesn't fit what you want, you cut him down. Rejection. The denier of freedom of choice. Listen, parents, listen very carefully. Your children are young, but I'm going to tell you one day, you will lose control of them. You are losing control of them already. Brother Kelvin, you are losing control. Anything that is false is not worship. If you force it, you will come around. Trust me, look at me very carefully. I've done it. Anything that is false, it doesn't become worship. But then, you need to let them, sometimes, I call it the grace of God to let go. Like the prodigal son. What are you more concerned about? Your reputation? or their journey. Some of us are more concerned of our reputation, Amen. the grace they get. Amen. But it's a journey. They have to figure it out themselves. I've, I've, I've modeled the Christian life. Make sure you model it well. Make sure you model it well. Make sure you model the Heavenly Father, like what Father Sam talked about, the first thing that God requires of us is to model God's character Amen. as a father and if, if the father fails, God will raise up spiritual fathers and the spiritual fathers are not always perfect, that's why they point you to the heavenly father Amen, Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord Amen. There comes a point where I realize whether you believe it or not, you, your children are still young. You still think that you can control, you can control, you can manipulate situations, you can reward them and all those things. But there comes a time where they hit 12, 13, 14, 15. You realize that they have their own will. Amen. 
Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. <laughs> and you realize, you know, what happened to my little baby? Last time they said, Daddy, I love you. Now, Daddy, I hate you. <laughs> Daddy, I don't want to go to church. Daddy! What are you going to do? Still going to love them? Come on, everybody say praise God. The hardest thing for me is the grace to let go. Amen. I let them off my hook in order to put them in God's hook. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. That's why we cast all our cares upon Him. For He cared for us. And then after that, you know, the flight response, deny ourselves the use of our five freedoms. We refuse to a thing objectively consider the facts. Lest we come to conclusion different than everyone else, this would produce an inner conflict over having to stand for what you believe and possibly be rejected to deny our own conclusion and further erode what remaining self-respect that we may have. Shane can do that for us. You know what? What's the use of expressing my opinion? I'm nobody. I'm just a vapor. When you go, people look at you like you're non-existent because you allow people to do that to you because of this thing called shame. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Then compulsive, compulsion to discriminately tell others, tell all. Shame. We feel that we must tell everything we know or think about ourselves in order to on, be honest with people when all we are really attempting to do is to produce the rejection that we have predetermined is going to happen. Wow, you tell it all. You know what the Bible says? A fool utters his mind. Amen. I've learned some people, you don't share everything. <laughs> Everybody say praise God. But, but, but for those people, they, they want to expose themselves quickly. So they be free. <laughs> Amen. And then they will come to the conclusion when you reject them, I knew I was right. Wow, that's scary, isn't it? Amen. Wow. Amen. Then on the other side, no talk rule. Shame prevents a person from expressing their true feelings, including their problems needs, etc. All true feelings must be kept secret in order to prevent rejection. Wow. I've learned something. And this is a very hard lesson for me. What is not said is most important in the home than what is said. Let me repeat that again. What is not said is most important than what is said. Is your home a safe environment where the children can bear it all? If not, they will go to friends to talk it all. Amen. You tell them, hey, talk to me. Lah. After they talk to me, you react because you know you start to shame them. Then why talk to you in the first place? If I'm going to get shame, at least I get acceptance from the world. And acceptance, listen to me very carefully. Acceptance is influence. Acceptance is influence. Initially, yes, trust me, we won't like to hear what they have to say, but we got to get tougher than that. We got to not take it personally. 
We got not to allow the inner child to come up and shame on you. We cannot allow that inner child to rise up. If there is a reaction within you, you need to bring it to the Lord and cast it all upon him. Father, I don't know why I'm angry. Father, I do not know where is this coming from. I feel defeated. I feel hopeless because some of us have made our children our idol. And that's why you fight it because you want a picture of a God of oh, oh, perfect kid. Amen. Never make mistake one. Some of us are looking at our kid as Jesus Christ himself. You know how? When you make your priorities and you surround your priorities around them and not him. Let me tell you something. The greatest person that is, I know this is, some of you are looking at me, no, not true, not true. But those parents will tell you this. The greatest person that will disappoint you are your own children. Thank you for the big amen. Some of you have not realized that. And then at the end of the day, right, you fight resentment. You just fight resentment. Lord, help me to have more patience with them. You know, really, you're not kidding. Leh. What we need as parents uh, is patience. Eh? One moment good, the next moment bite you. You never know what's going to happen. They also got their mood swing, man. One moment you try to be nice, and the next moment they slam the door at you. One moment you give them a new iPhone, the next moment they scream at you, say, Dad, I want to play my toy or play my game. Then sometimes, right, I also don't understand. Eh? Sometimes it's my house. Eh? I have to knock to go inside my house. Eh? Hello? I was like, I pay the bill. Eh? I pay the internet. Eh? I still got to knock in the house. Eh? Hello? <laughs> and you know what's the question I ask? Have you paid? Yes. I also have to tell them to go pay there. Eh? And then they can call up and say, uh, is there any food in the home? I mean, we have to deal with all those things. Yes. I, I'm not regretting it. Yes. I'm just telling you, life is unfair. Have children, you think the children will serve you, you serve the children. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes it's easier to have a dog. Man. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me, amen. <laughs> Don't say, sit! Hmm. Not happy. Down. You can kick the dog. <laughs> Amen. Come on, everybody say. And the dog will always run back to you. Yeah. But when you have a child, you kick the child. They always remember. Last time uh, you did this. Last time. Don't even say you kick the child. You just reject them one time. Uh, they will remember. Someone asked me the question. Easier to have boys or girls? I say easier to have boys. Boys get over things very fast. Girls put a hurt inside. Uh, they can tell you a long time ago. In the land where there is... Uh, I can remember the very time you hurt me. And then they bear the hurt. But at the same time, girls will care for the daddy and mommy more. You cannot have two. Huh? If you want them to be sensitive, they're also sensitive to your needs. Ma. Boys, they don't care. What, huh? 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 Father's Day. Uh. Okay, look, go eat. Uh. Okay, uh. Let's go. Uh. Uh, sometimes don't even mind them. So, hey, Father's Day. Huh? Oh, I forgot. Hey, Dad's birthday. Huh? I forgot. Okay, la, never mind. Settle, settle. I just pay. I pay. But the, lady, the, 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 the girls will always say, Dad, how are you? Are you okay? Are you hurting on the inside? I feel you. You do feel like you are forsaken. Boys, sometimes they just, in their own way, they say, huh? Okay, I'll go play soccer already. Bye. 
Come on. They, they, have, they have strengths. Amen. Okay? Okay? I'm not saying that all the boys, okay? Everybody say, praise the Lord. I know my son's looking at me now. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> he, okay? Here, 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 here's what I'm talking about. At the end of the day, we all have different makeup. And we got to be very careful that we put them down. Sometimes I don't say that we purposely put them down. We don't. Most of the time, don't. But sometimes out of reaction, there are past hurts that triggers us. When we think about this, we just react. And it doesn't warrant that kind of reaction. That's what I'm talking about. And you have to go back and say that, hey, I have an inner child that's not dealt with yet. Amen. Amen. Because I really do not want our children to feel that way. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Then again, there's another thing about the fight response. Again, for the fight response, some of us are fear, fear of make, making mistakes. Mistakes reveal flaw, vulnerable self. To acknowledge mistake is to open ourselves to scrutiny. Therefore, we must cover up our own mistakes. If someone else makes a mistake, it is imperative that we shame them. This is the fight response. You know, I say, ah, oh, you may be a team. You know, you may be working. And then when someone don't do anything right, you shame them in public. Amen. Okay? Then, on the other aspect, there are some people who are addicted to making mistakes. Subconsciously, we begin to so convince that we're going to do not, uh, nothing right that we actually produce mistakes as a self-fulfilling prophecy. Amen. Some people, before you tell them, I'm going to make mistakes, I'm going to make mistakes, they show me mistakes there. You know, Brother Willoughby said, said to me a long time ago, he said this, stop confessing. All your negative thing. I say that, well, very tired. I am very tired. I keep on telling him, very tired, very tired. Brother Willoughby said, you keep on saying that, you show very tired one. <laughs> Amen. You just say, well, you show sien one. Stop confessing. Stop having self-prophecy. Uh, 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 okay, you know what? Uh, you're going to take the match exam. I show fear one. Stop doing that. Amen. Okay, everybody say praise God. Then, you know, the fight response, okay, they, they operate in distrust, suspicion. Shame says that one must never accept reliable, expect reliability in relationship. Never trust anyone and you will never be disappointed. The result is that we attempt to go through life trusting no one but ourselves. Wow. That means, you know what, they don't want to trust people, one. Suspicion. Even though they get married, they micromanage that relationship. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Then why you get married if you don't want trust? You know, you, you listen to me very carefully. Trust is team currency. If trust is gone, you got nothing. So if, if, if a relationship suffers uh, a mistrust, you need to do whatever to repair the breach of trust. You must become trustworthy again. Hear me now. You must become trustworthy. I, I, I don't mind telling you this, that my wife has uh, find my iPhone or Life360, some of it, we'll call it. Amen. I let her know where my whereabouts is because nothing to hide, ma. Amen. You know when people start to hide is when they start to have nonsense. When they start to say, hey, something is wrong. Huh? When someone, you know, when my wife say, hey, Tim, I, I need to borrow your phone. Take care. Take whatever you want, you have the password, everything, just take. 
if somebody say, uh, uh, why, why you want my iPhone? And they delay like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you, uh, yeah, wait, uh, wait, uh, wait, uh. Hey, I don't know where I put my phone. Suddenly, I don't know where to put a phone. But every time they have a phone together with them, suddenly they don't have the phone already. They lost race. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere out there. I'll give it to you later. That's dangerous ground. Amen. You know, when I have conversations with the opposite gender, listen, my wife is always in the conversation, but or I'll put another person in the conversation. Especially as a pastor. Let me tell you something. I talked to one of the pastor friends of mine. Life is too short uh, to have, have what do you call that? Uh, a rumor. Okay? He, he was telling me he was in the office and he was alone in the office. And then a, a, a lady was there. And a lady, he was just washing by and took the coffee and just walked away. No, I don't need it. And then he go. And, and he was just alone, no? He just walking out. Like. And then the lady go say that. Suddenly one day, knock at the door of the pastor's office. Eh. Pastor, I don't think that that comment you make was appropriate. You were trying to flirt with me. He was like, Huh? I mean, he was bad, uh, he's saying, uh, in the, he was telling me, in the back of the mirror of my mind, right? I was thinking, have you looked at yourself in the mirror lately? But anyway, uh, you know, and, 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 and he was just shocked, like, huh? That she, you know what he did? He was wise. He got the board of elders down. He got the husband down, everyone down, and cleared the whole matter in front of everybody. Then you know what they found out? This lady is notorious of making this comment to any guy who just gives nice gesture. Uh, now, I give you this drink. Pastor, there was no appropriate for me. You are trying to flirt with me. I'm telling you, folks, it never, it, will, it is always be safer on the prevention side. If you get just one person and put this out in a blog or in Instagram, Pastor was being inappropriate with me. Your reputation is gone. I don't know about you, but a good name is worth keeping. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You have to be very careful what you put on the internet, whatever you do, because once your reputation, especially for ministry, Amen. you have to be very careful. You say, Pastor, you are being to uh, what? You know what? Let me say this. The scripture says, be blameless in all that you do. So that nobody can put a accuse. You see, the devil will do everything in the last days to shame ministry, to shame you, to expose you. So you have to be very careful to walk circumspectively. Be sober. Don't act like a wild kid wants to do the own thing. You want to do your own thing, don't be a leader. You don't see, oh, leak one you in supermarket, NTUC buying Kailan. Don't know why Kailan came out to my wife. <laughs> Lee Kuan Yu coming say, hey, what? Kailan ho, can you ho? <laughs> you don't see him walking like that. Amen. I mean, there was a big hoo-ha of the what, what road? Uh? Is it Rapid Road? Is it now? Read Out Road. Uh, rapid. Read Out Road. People already talk. I love what Lee Kuan Yu say. People already talking, so why make yourself a screen? You know, when you go up there, it's a glass house there. Eh? Amen. So you got to be careful. Eh? Yes, amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, the church may forgive you. 
But let me tell you, the world will use whatever it can find to throw dirt in your ministry. To do everything it can because you are not dealing with the world. You are dealing with the devil himself. And the devil will always want to bring shame to your ministry, to discredit your ministry all the time. The devil will want to shut your voice of influence. Shut your voice in your children's life. Shut your voice in your wife's life. He will do whatever he takes to destroy you. Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise God. Are you with me? So when I have protocols, please know that I'm not being crazy. Especially for leadership. Amen. Because let me tell you something. You may not see it now, but I'm going to tell you prophetically. Some of you are not in the place that you are. But when God grabs a hold of you, guess what? I know it's not fair. People will always judge your past. Listen very carefully. You are not the place that God wants you to be right now. You are not. But when glory will come, listen, I'm speaking to some of you. You are not the place that you want to be now, Kevin. I'm talking to you right now because I feel the Holy Ghost. You have all these things that you are dealing with right now. But I'm going to tell you there's going to come a time. There's going to come a time when glory hits you like never before. Like, like, like Saul. And guess what happened? It's not right. But they will always use your past to discredit your ministry. Be careful. You are not in the place, but I'm telling you as I speak clearly as it is right now. Some of you think I have a freedom of my speech. Yeah, but listen very carefully. God's going to have you. God's glory is going to meet you somewhere down the road. Aren't you glad? I mean, come on. I don't want to be the person that says, oh, I'm of Saul. Thank God Saul has more epistles to justify his ministry. But I don't want to be the person that holds the shirt of people who are casting stones on, on, on the apostles, on the disciples. Just imagine. I mean, have you ever thought about it? Thomas, one mistake, he's known as Doubting Thomas. One mistake. But they don't look at, you know what? Thomas was the first person that wants to give his life to Christ. Amen. You know what, Thomas, if you study the character of Thomas, right? Thomas did good stuff. But because this is human nature, listen, that's why we are very careful that you destroy yourself by putting yourself out there and speaking all your mind out because I know that this is what I call the process. But be careful now. Thank God they don't have Facebook for Peter. Thank God they don't have Facebook because he will be ashamed of the things that he's done. But again, listen very carefully to me. He removed all our reproach. There is a difference before Christ and after Christ. After Christ, I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. I have no father that has hurt me. I have a heavenly father that heals me. I have a heavenly father that is for me, that never go against me. I am not a victim of abuse. I'm a victim of love. I'm a victim, come on. I'm a victim of unconditional love. I'm a victim of acceptance. I'm a victim. Oh, come on people stop allowing shame to push you back that time 
Everybody say praise God. I don't know about you, but I want to measure that I'm a victim. I have a spirit of adoption. I did not choose him. He chose me. Come on. Why focus on your rejection when you can focus on your selection? Oh, Lord, help us. Everybody say, oh, oh, my father did this to me, but your father died already. Would you want to always be, be, be a victim of your father? Why don't you be a victim of a heavenly father? So some people use strongholds and all their past and excuse to take do what's right. You can't help somebody who, who's always used strongholds as an excuse for their bad behavior. Let me tell you something. Who you become is, is 80 to 90% of your choices. Come on, everybody say amen. Oh, you cannot say because I was done this way, because I died. You know what? You still have to choose. Just because someone does something wrong doesn't mean someone abused you doesn't mean that you need to abuse somebody. Come on, everybody. Stop that nonsense. I did not have a father, but you have an ever-present father. You have an omnipresent father. You have an omnipotent father. You have an omniscient father. Amen. Who wants to love you, but the problem is the shame stops you from receiving that love. You have allowed shame to stop you from receiving. It's not that God doesn't want to give. It is you who stayed in that shame. Shame prevents us from receiving. Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise God. Then you know what would happen? You distrust yourself. Distrust of self can be one of the most negative emotion conditions that you, which a person tries to live. It is possible that the result of this attitude could cause total paralysis of life. We become so afraid of falling that we cannot bring ourselves to try anything, especially anything new. You see, the flight response is this. Difficulty expressing feelings, difficulty braving failure, difficulty taking criticism, difficulty facing conflict, difficulty accepting responsibility, difficult making decisions, difficult staying alone, difficult feeling empathy. Wow! The effects of shame. Amen. Every, and then guess what happened? They relieve it in their life. Guess what they will do? They will transmit to everybody to feel the same way. You know why? The inner child has not been healed. Wow. Are you with me here today? Amen. I'm saying this. God wants us to free us from shame. Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You see, where, where, uh, you know, where does reproach come from? Most of the time, reproach comes from the way you were raised up and how your father was raised up. All those people that will come, they were byproducts of, of victims of, of shame. You know? you know what? Some of you did not have a present father. Some of you did not have a father that connects with you. I'm telling you that God wants to repair that, saying that I'll be the father to the fatherless. You know what he's trying to say? He's saying this, that maybe you did not have a father that connects with you the way that I want to connect with you. But guess what? I want to restore that relationship with you. Amen. And you start worshipping him. You start talking to him. I still remember saying, I told God this. Lord, I'm so afraid to tell you all my problems because every time I tell my problems to my father, he lecture me. Sometimes I'd rather he beat me. Amen. And God, I first time when I start to expose all my struggles with him, my, 
my, my last issues and all those things. And he directed me and healed me. Amen. Amen. He, he showed me unconditional love and I became that, that, that God that was, that, that, that God, that, that, that father that was in the book of the pages becomes so real. That father that I long for, the father that never fails me. I embrace him. I, I, I begin to talk to him like a, like a father. I call him papa. I don't know whether I call, call you father, papa, daddy. I begin to, 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 to have referencing and then God brought Brother Willoughby along to show dimensions of the Father's love. He, he scolded me when I needed to be scolded. He scolded me about spiritual matters, about sacrifice, about all those things that I need to learn. Amen. Amen. Because, but the way he scolded me, the way he rebuked me was rebuking out of love and not out of condemnation. I still remember Sister Willoughby. How many of you miss Sister Willoughby? I miss her voice. She said to me, Tim, I've got to get it straight with you. 90% of you is good, but the 10% is going to kill you. I'm addressing that 10% right now because there's a difference within performance and personhood. I love you enough. That's why I have to talk to you about this matter. Amen. She was gracious. Monday, she let me have an off day. Monday is my off day, so she don't bring things up. But every time Tuesday, she'll pick up the phone. Tim, how are you? I'm like, oh Lord. But sometimes she's so sweet. I'm calling you. Not to always address issues. I'm calling you to tell you, what a great job you did. I'm so proud of you. Or she can tell you, Tim, I'm proud of you because you were so honest. Amen. I owe it to myself to only bring out the true version of me. And I will refuse to let shame distort that version. Are, are you with me here again? Amen. Amen. I, of course, I want to be wise. I don't just... Bleh. Some people worship their feelings. Huh? Stop worshipping your feelings. Yes, it's okay to feel. But you've got to find out what the feelings are coming out from. Is it flesh? One of the reasons why, why uh, 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 they, they, they fell into shame is because of unholy living. They make decisions that, that God never made, like the children of Israel. The first generation, didn't, they, 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 they gave the leadership a hard time. They complain all the time. They never get into the promised land. Amen. Instead of, of supporting Moses, they, they, they created all kinds of calf, idols. We got to be careful in the midst of waiting upon the Lord before the glory comes that we begin to start worshipping our stuff. Amen. Are you with me here today? Come on, wave your hand at me. Amen. Again, you know, the Bible does talk a lot of reproach. I, I'm going to jump quickly. That's the reproach of Jacob. That's the reproach of Rachel. That's a reproach of Israel and, and David. That's a reproach of Job. That's a reproach of Reuben. The reproach of Jabez. I want to stop for a moment and talk about reproach of Jabez. Jabez, you know the name of Jabez means pain. Somehow or rather he gave pain. He gave birth. Would you like to be called Pain. You know what he said? God, help me. Let me not cause pain. If all of us were to recognize, we can either be an asset or a liability to the kingdom of God. They within us is the bad, good, and the ugly. All of us have a bad, good, and ugly. And I want to make sure that I glorify God with everything that I am. 
because I can prevent the kingdom of God. I can create disciples. I may not be the right person, but I can create my children can be disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ or the disciples of Pharisees. You know what the Bible says? The disciples of Pharisees became worse than the disciples, became worse than the Pharisees. You know what it tells me? My next generation can be a liability to the kingdom of God if I'm not careful. That's why I got to do whatever I can right now for this generation. I will stop having a shame-based discipleship parenting of my children because I don't want the next generation to bring reproach to the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, everybody say, does your parenting matter? It does because you release a generation of godly people or you release a generation of ungodly people. It matters. Come on, everybody say, praise God. So we have to be very careful. The reproach of, of, of Elizabeth. You know, again, uh, uh, what's the time now? I, I see whether I got another. Okay. Next week, we're going to talk about how do we remove that reproach. Okay, sorry. This is a prelude. Next week is the most important chapter. I don't have time. I have my notes here. Sorry for your visitors. You know, next time you can get the, the podcast, you know. But I want to talk about the reproach in our lives. How God removes that reproach so that we can fly. You hear me now? It is never God's will for us to allow our, 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 our what do you call that? Uh, uh, skeleton in the closet to make us. But there are certain things that you need to be aware of that I need to talk to you about. I still remember one thing. That's one of the things that I love about this city. I still remember Sister Willow, Sister Willow, remember Brother Willoughby came to us in this city. And there was a moment in time and he grabbed hold of me and my wife and says that today God removed the reproach of your life. And from that day onwards, right, I never became the same person that I used to be. All the residue of my past has gone away. I've learned to accept who I am according to the Bible. I learned to accept and I begin to look in the mirror and I start to practice discipline. You know what that discipline is? I love myself. If I don't love myself, how can I love them? Love, you know, the scripture says, thou shalt love the Lord with all your what? heart and all the whole deal and then thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. If I don't love myself, how can I love my neighbor? My neighbor will always be my competition. That's where envy will come in. You know what? That's why I love about Real Colors. We've been going to Real Colors and when we go real colors, I lose people to be themselves. I lose people to be who God created them to be. I see tears coming down because they need that validation. They need that, that acceptance. When I do real colors, it's like a Holy Ghost crusade. <laughs> people receive, speaking in tongues, being free for what God created them to be. You know what's the beautiful moment? You know, I'll tell you this. I'll close with this. I know we don't have time, but I close with this. You know, the most beautiful moment and me and my wife walking that dog, right? And I release my dog and he runs after the ball and the freedom, the freedom of that dog was amazing. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me, do you know I created you free? Huh. Hallelujah. 
when I saw that freedom, free to think, free to express in worship who I am, free, free. But, you know, again, whom the Lord, what? Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And that's how go today here today. I want you to be free to receive all that God has, all His love, all His grace, all His acceptance, all, all. Why don't we stand to our feet? Amen. Everybody say, praise God. Praise God. Amen. Come on, everybody say, praise God. Come on, why don't we just leave our hands all over the place right now? Come on, just, just, just everyone here in this place. Amen. I, I, I want you to understand that God is here. Come on, just let, let your voice out for a moment. Come on, let your voice out for a moment. Father, we know you are here. Come on, just, just without reproach right now, let's enter into the presence of the King of Kings and the Lords of Lords. He says he's torn, away, he's torn away that veil. No more division. God doesn't want to worship in a tabernacle. He He's right there in you. And you can have all the access of who God is. Amen, right now. Come on, just, just, just reach out in love right now. Every one of you, just surrender right now. Come on, just let your voice out for a moment. He knows exactly where you are. You are not a mistake. You are not unworthy. The very fact that He died on the cross for you, He brings worth to you. Father, right now, God, I, I surrender my life to you right now one more time, Father. Lord, what it means. Lord, you have never left us, but God, somehow or other, I've, I've disqualified me. I disqualified myself from your grace. I, I judge myself very harshly, God. And I want that to stop, Father. Lord, there are areas in my life that I long for the Father to touch me. There are areas, God, that I long for my, my Father to say, I appreciate you. Father, today, right now, as I cry out to you, let them hear that this is my beloved son who, or this is my beloved daughter who I'm well pleased. Lord, that you will wrap your arms of love around us right now, God, as we, 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 we God, Leave our hands in surrender to you, Jesus. Lord, heal our inner child. Lord, that neglectful father that never, Lord, that's never validated our existence, Lord, and pushing their agenda in our lives. God, I, I long for that acceptance. Come on, just, just lift your hand. Lord, I long for that acceptance. I long for your kind words, Lord. I long for your gentle touch, Father, right now. I long for that, 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 that appreciation from heaven right now. 
so that God I will not be driven with the wrong force of shame Father I, I come against Lord that spirit of fear right now I take authority over the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus come on let's take authority over the spirit of fear you shall not have control over me I take authority over you because God has given me a spirit of adoption Amen No longer I have to fear Because that perfect love Casts away fear And Father let me see that glory Let me see your unconditional love On a daily basis Come on just leave your hands All over this place Come on receive it right now By the authority and the name of Jesus God That you become so real Oh God that you become so real with me that I begin to manifest God nothing but your love nothing but your love Father nothing but your love take away my reproach right now take away my reproach right now those words that was say Lord maybe with good intention but somehow rather God I I I I I I mistook it God I I Lord right now Lord, I bring you to my heart, a broken heart, a hardened heart, Lord. I'm asking you to touch me, touch that heart one more time. Come on, reach out for one another and pray. If you are a father today, amen, just reach out in love. Lord, this has got to stop. I'm praying, God. And Lord, I'm praying, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, that this will not visit my next generation. Oh God, this will not visit the next generation. And Father, teach us, God, as the people of God to have, Lord, grace, let parenting, Father, right now, let our children feel your love. Let every discipline, God, be done out of love and not out of revenge, Father. Come on, just let your voice out, God, that you will remove that reproach. Remove that reproach, God, I have to answer to my friends, God, when my father's not around. Remove that reproach, Father, remove that reproach. Remove that reproach to answer, Lord, when I'm not. Remove that reproach, Father. Oh. Come on, the Lord is doing a healing work for some of us right now. Remove that reproach. When my Father God never cares, Lord, remove. Lord, I'm asking you to be the Father to the fatherless. Come on, let's pray right now, God. Come on, just, just continue to pray for one another real quickly right now. Come on, just pray for one another right now. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost wants to take away that reproach. The Holy Ghost wants to take away that reproach. Let it go. Let it go right now. Have closure right now. Have closure. Have closure right now. Let it not revisit your next generation. Oh, let it not visit our next generation. Come on, let it out right now. Let it out. Just let out. 
Arakasaya rakosa Thank you, Jesus. All over this room, let's lift our hands right now to the Lord for His good. Amen. Let's let's, let's lift our hands right now before the Lord. Lord, have your way, do your will, God. Repeat after me, I shall walk in faith and not fear. Come on, repeat after me, I shall walk as a child of God. Not a child of my earthly father, but as a child of God. Amen. I have the spirit of adoption. I do not have the bondage to fear. God did not give me a spirit of fear. I resist the spirit of fear right now. And I embrace all that God wants me to be. Whom the Son set free is free indeed. Come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord right now. Amen. Look at somebody in the eye. You are free. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Again, I appreciate every one of you here in this place. Do me a favor right now. Let's pray as a body of Christ that we will not allow shame-based discipleship here. Is that okay? Come on. Is that okay? Come on, wave your hand at me. Agree with me. Amen. Agree with me that we will not allow shame-based discipleship here. Okay? We do not want the spirit of fear to control. We are not about controlling people. We are here. We are here to lose people. Father, by the authority and the name of Jesus, before we leave this place, we come to agreement. Lord, we will not allow shame-based discipleship here in this place. Come on, just leave your voices right now. Just leave your voices right now. But God, we will allow grace, grace-based discipleship for everyone. We will be patient with people. We will love people like the way you love them. So Father, I pray God that everyone in this body, God, will feel your love and acceptance, Lord. In Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless every one of you. Next week, we will continue part two. How do I, how do I, personally remove reproaches in my life. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, God bless you. You're dismissing Jesus' name.